Hey there, everyone. This is a spoiler-heavy podcast, so if you'd like not to have the show ruined for you, please avoid listening to this one. Or don't. I'm not going to tell you how to live. Anyway, enjoy. Captain's Log, December 22nd, 2000. I've found myself stranded on a remote island with nothing but my wits and some ice skates. The only food is coconuts and some leafy greens I've managed to boil into a soup. I'm currently trying to maintain the fire going- Hey Brendan, what are you doing in here? Huh? What, what? What do you mean? What's with the volleyball? What? Wait a minute. What are you- Wait, what are you doing here? This is a closet. I'm getting my shoes. How is- There's literally sand everywhere. How- This isn't a- You okay there, buddy? Wait. You doing like a bit? Uh, what's going on? Are you, you recording like a, a little thing here? Jordy, I'm scared. I'm, I'm, I'm coming back to reality. Wait a minute. What are you doing? Everything's getting bright, Jordy. I'm scared. Wait, wait. I can hear seagulls again, Jordy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna close this door. No, wait, wait, Jordy, and, come uh, back. Come back, please. If you need help, just, just knock on the door. I'll bring help. <laughs> I see you've caught on. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I caught on. <laughs> was it the volleyball? It was as soon as you said volleyball, I knew where we were going with this. I just needed to get my thoughts together because I went for a Star Trek and I realized where we were. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> I led, I led with Star Trek, but you threw fucking Castaway on me as a as a curveball, so I had to, I had to realign myself. <laughs> Yeah, the ice skates and the I coconuts. Mean, so what, what were the what? You read coconuts and you thought Star Trek? Well, uh, I mean, hey, hey, I, did we get there? I think we got there. Yeah, we got there. Does it stay there though? That's a question. <laughs> is any of this gonna? Is any of this gonna stay in there? Eh, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe <laughs> this not. Like, this is like a mixture of between uh, Get Out and uh, and Castaway. <laughs> something, something going on in there. <laughs> Good movies, both of them. Yeah, dude, great movies. Could you imagine if they if that's what happened? Just like they tricked a guy into thinking he was on a deserted island, and then it, then he comes out of the the vat and he was in the Matrix the whole time. There's a movie about that called Oh yeah, well the Matrix too, but uh, <laughs> the, 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 what's that one? Uh, Jim Carrey Sonic. I'm losing it. No, shut up, Mister Popper's Penguins. <laughs> You're naming all these bad movies. Huh? You want to name Twenty Three too? All right, fine. I'll name his good movies. The Mask. <laughs> I like it. I don't think it's bad. No, no, wait. So a Jim Carrey movie where he was like, what, in a simulation He's or something? TV, yeah, the Truman Show. There you go. The Truman Show. You've never seen it? I don't think I've seen it. As, I don't think I've seen oh, a movie man. called The Truman Show. No. Oh, you're missing out. Go watch it. Like straight up. Just if you, if, if Dylan keeps this in, you go watch it, dude. Man, I I've been going through like a fucking renaissance of culture recently. Like the the last thirty minutes of the Truman Show is truly like it's it's just, it's just like if you're just walking by a TV uh place that's selling them and then you you see the Truman Show you're gonna walk in and be like can I watch the rest of this movie with you? Well, no, that's what I was gonna say. Like, isn't there actually a Truman Show, like a nighttime show that used to be called the Truman Show after like a guy named Truman's like retired? Is am I or am I misremembering it completely? I'm so confused. I don't know. It's it's, a, it's about a dude. They they bought him as a baby and they just been putting him in in like a dome and recording whatever he does. 
whoa dude that sounds weird as shit i'm about it that's like that's like when robin williams did what dreams may come you're like oh dude another funny robin williams movie and then you watch it and you're like i'm dead inside (laughs) this is where a christian would usually go welcome to our movie podcast welcome to the movie podcast we're completely transitioning and we're we're doing a bit of a pivot (laughs) yeah We're, we're done with that nonsense just kidding I usually like to let other people talk, and then I just chime in here and there. But since there's only two of us, this is very difficult. I dude, I mean, I, I mean, I can talk for the both of us. Like, you want? I'll, I'll, <laughs> give, I'll give you. I'll give you thirty seconds. Go ahead. So I'm gonna give a synopsis of why I like each and every straw hat in this crew, and we will not be holding back, baby. This is the spoiler cast. Wow. Oh yeah, yeah. We gotta, we gotta say that off the top. All oh, uh, right. Spoilers, spoilers. Last chance. This was uh, originally Jordy's idea, I think, right? But we, we both agree. We're going to have just... Uh, this is going to be a spoiler cast. We just talk about whatever the fuck we feel like. Uh, we finally finished Alabasta. Me and him are just going to talk about some random shit, but we're going to have spoilers for the whole series. Mm-hmm. We could be dropping shit from like 803, dropping shit from 402, from like episode three. You don't know. That includes for anyone who's only watching dub or who's watching sub or who's reading the manga. There will be potentially yeah. manga spoilers. I, I mm-hmm. have no fucking filter. Uh, and I will be going all in. This is the only place I have to give it off. <laughs> I'll, give them, I'll give them three seconds because they still got to hit that pause button. All right. Yeah, they still got to hit that pause button. All right. You hit that pause button. Yeah, yeah, come back in like six years when you're all caught up. Come back in six years, dude. Most people who read this shit, though, I kid you not, they get done with it in like six months, which honestly is still like you know those fuckers out here are like probably reading like 30 fucking chapters a day so they're they're grinded nah not if they're simi simi reads like 100 chapters a day well i mean you and simi are both fucking different breeds i mean you with you with the real anime and then simi with chapters is like fucking crazy you know it's speaking of all this manga stuff i don't even know where where are you in current events actually can i spoil you is that a problem that that's fine like you're you, you don't know that the people that i talk to they spoil it every day all right, well, that's good. So it's not a not a big problem. I know a lot of the gist. I know a lot of the things. So, so like, do, do you even re- like you don't read? You only keep up with the anime every so often, but you just know all like the major points. So, so I read everything after uh, Dress Rosa. Okay, so you read the whole whole Cake Island arc then, right? Because, all right, all right. Spoilers done. If you you don't leave now, this is, you're too bad. Because after the 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 whole Sabo gets the guess I uh, uh, what's his face Ace's fruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, after he gets that fruit, and then we get the 40 episodes of Luffy running to go get Don Flamingo. <laughs> that, that's patented. And another 30, mi- 30 uh, episodes for them them two fighting. Yeah. It, yeah, I, I, did, I didn't want to end any of you, that. You know, what I, you know what I loved really about the Dressrosa arc versus like what we just got done with Alabasta? I actually find... I, I can't wait till we get through to, to Dressrosa. Assuming we get there, I really hope we do. I, I read that. I mean, I watched that entire uh, arc because that was the last arc I watched completely, and it just really burned me out. And so I read the manga all the way up to the Big Mama stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think I stopped uh, right in the part where Brooks like going hit toe to toe with her. No, dude, we we got we got the homie, the bony boy himself, being like, "Young lady, what kind of fool comes out yeah, here <laughs> planning good. to die? What a fucking g!" <laughs> What the a fucking man, himself. dude. The Ice King, the Soul King. No, but uh no, that, that what's really funny about Dressrosa too that I always like remembering is um it's literally the longest arc in all of One Piece and honestly is what triggers all of these memes about, you know, pacing and fucking wasting your fucking time. The Anyone best part watches this shit, dude. No one no one like goes, that's a perfect arc right there. That's a good arc. <laughs> 
it just never forget it all of the events the all of them take place in the span of a single afternoon whereas like everything that happened in alabasta like since they like boarded the island and yeah. shit like that was over the course of like a week or something at least because they've had to like cross the desert and come back and do all the shit and meanwhile we have fucking dress rosa where literally they just kind of like they show up they're like huh yeah, I'm going to go into this tournament and then shenanigans happen in the background. They take on Doflamingo and they eventually win. And you would think, wow, you know, that doesn't sound like it would take that long. But the what the anime does with it, dude, and what the what the fucking what Oda did with that. I can't wait till we see Bellamy in the upcoming like fucking Skypea thing. And then we get to yeah, see him be up. a jackass again. That's going to be fun. But but the fact that they had that guy bouncing back and forth for like 20 episodes. The the manga, I remember there was like two or three chapters of him doing that with Luffy where he was just like, you know, the fucking wall in front of Luffy bouncing around like a, <laughs> like the springy boy that he is. And I'm just like, the worst oh, part boy. is he did that for 20 episodes and then he gets knocked down in like a few hits. It, it's the same thing as when it was on Skypea, dude. He, was, there's like one no big difference. Punch. He was like, I am stronger. I am new. This is new me. A better me and still gets but the, beat his But then Luffy just goes like, bruh, I have, do you have any idea how much better I am than I was back Luffy then? Luffy goes, I'm trying to fight your boss, not you. Right. I mean, like, he's he's frustrated about it because him and Bellamy are tight at that point. Like, he respects that Bellamy was like, you know, he was just defending his homie or whatever. I really, I really enjoy that part where he's now like, I, 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 th- I was a very angry person for a while and I've learned to forgive. Yeah, I, I was I was kind of a fucker, and I, you know I'm probably still batting for the wrong team, but you know what? I respect this guy, and I'm I've got to stick to that moral, right? I ain't gonna I ain't gonna run away. I ain't gonna be a punk bitch. I respect that. Thank you, Bellamy. No, but you know I I will say the tournament arc did provide like one decent thing. Well, other than the Sabo, uh, you know, bringing Sabo's character back in and giving everyone a reason for, uh you know, the, the meta meta or the flame flame to go to somebody hype. we like. Yeah, that was hype as fuck, obviously. I mean, it was a little bit, I don't want to say conceited, but it was fairly obvious that they I were going like to do something. More, it could have been a little bit more hype. We could have had a bigger moment. Yeah, I mean, it was still a lot of fun, like, seeing him come up, but, you know, after, like, when the events of, like, Ace's death happened or whatever in the war, and then they made it clear that there was not one, but two brothers of Luffy, it was like, eh, that kid's coming back at the story one of these days. <laughs> he, yeah, he's we coming back. <laughs> it's, the, it's the patented he I. He I. He's no, always I. No death. But uh, the one thing that I did like about that tournament arc was that at least, you know, with all those random ass characters that they had, they they uh, were able to, like, you know, introduce the future Straw Hat Alliance or whatever the fuck they called it at the end of Dressrosa when they were all like, huh, you know, we all got turned into toys until your God literally saved us. We're going to work for you now, no matter what. <laughs> you, you know how, how many like how, how much I giggle every time we, we mention the God that is Usopp? <laughs> And these two, these two think we're like just memeing it. Like he, he's a god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, a, he no, a meme. Dude. And I'm like, no, they is literally God Usopp. I, I cannot, I cannot wait until the dub gets to that scene. I gotta know what they're gonna do with it because that whole scene is supposed to be a play on words in like Japanese, mm. where he's like trying to say like, "Put me down, you fucking idiots!" But all they hear are consonants that sound like "I am God." in that order <laughs> it's a whole fucking thing i can't wait until they get there in the dub i want to know what kind of creative shit they come up with to try to decipher that shit it's so fucking good dude i, I feel like dress is, is just like it, it i have the, i think my main problem is that there's just so much story in there that it was just dragged out but it was a good story like luffy gets an armada like he straight up gets like a billion people coming at like just following him 
No, dude. I mean, it absolutely moved forward like their plot. And I mean, you know, I'm happy to see the series get moved in plot. But I remember like pretty much Punk Hazard was about the last like big mystery location that, you know, the straws were going to be going to in their journey. Like once Law got thrown into the mix and he was like, so I'm a competent dude in this Mm -hmm. storyline and I'm going to tell you guys how we're going to beat the fucking emperors of the sea. And, you know, I'm torn on that because on one hand, now I'm going to have somebody who knows what he's doing directing my favorite characters around. <laughs> how dare you do this? How, how fucking dare you do this to me? I love the stupidness of this of these goddamn morons and how they just magically find a way to victory or whatever. And then on the other hand, I've got, you know, now I'm losing all of that all of that fun, all of that mystery. Because after Punk Hazard, it was literally just like Law was like, all right, so here's the plan. We're going to fuck with Caesar. Then by extension, we're going to fuck with Doflamingo. And then, you know, on happenstance, they like were like, yeah, we'll fuck with Doflamingo. But then they get there and they're like, eh, let's fuck Doflamingo while we're here. The uh, the events that, that Punk Hazard and that entire little bit was just like a little side quest, a preamble to Dress Rosa, right? Yeah, pretty much. And and then by the end of that, we 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 learned not only that that uh, law is somehow related to Flamingo, not in like direct sense, but yeah, yeah, in, for uh, sure. Is his backstory with uh, Joke? What's his name? Um, uh, Rosinante. Is that what was the, the other name? They had another name for him. Uh, I only know it as Rosinante Dolph Flamingo. But no, they had like a like a like a nickname for him. Uh, oh no, he was the original uh, Hearts because uh, they all have like a a thing in Doflamingo's crew. There's like the Spade guy, the King guy, the Club guy. He, uh, his brother, Corazon. Ro- there we go, Corazon. Corazon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no, you you're go. right, you're right, you're right. I'm sorry, I'm an idiot, Corazon. And then we learned the uh, the evolution of the, the 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 Devil Fruits. Yeah, dude, absolutely. We got to learn from uh, that they can like fucking. They just like appear inside of fucking fruits and shit like that not even that i'm I'm talking about the the essence the aura that they get after they've mastered their their uh their devil fruit powers oh oh like, you mean uh, the uh the awakenings and stuff like that right yeah the awakenings that's when you lose them yeah i i, I mean i'm glad that they have something interesting to i guess add a little bit more mystery to power scaling in this universe but you know i'm gonna say this i I remember you told me on the last episode you were like wait this guy likes the power scaling he thinks it's not over outrageous that's why i was leading to i'm gonna stop you all right this is where i'm at if we were fucking naruto if we were fucking bleach if we were fucking insert generic shonen anime here by now these motherfuckers would literally not only be gods they'd be able to like jump through time or fucking dimensions and shit you mean by now we're we're doing the the review or by now as it where the the, the enemies like where 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 they are in the story like just pure, pure you know where they are in their little universe at the end of the story like because i mean let's 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 look at fucking naruto them as gods I mean, they're definitely strong as shit, but I mean, come on, he's straight up fighting the four emperors. You, you okay, gotta like time, but you literally have like Naruto shit where Madara or whoever the like w- what random ass lady is who can like tear the dimensions in two or shit like that. All right, all right same all right, thing. Right, with I, get, I get with the, the the scale of which the power goes, and then beyond. you have literally Dragon Ball Super, which took Dragon Ball Z, where they were basically gods who could jump anywhere they wanted, and now they're fighting a universes around. No, you can't compare like, the you can't compare those powers to Dragon Ball, dude. Like Dragon Ball is in another level beyond the the rest of the. the but the big but all three. all I'm saying is, okay, are the powers like? Do they always I'm talking find about a the way power scaling within the universe rather than like comparing it to a different show? 
The only time I felt like that the power scaling in the universe got a little whack was with uh, the Stampede movie that we saw. The guy who was the villain in that movie was he was a little whack. I'll give it that. That guy was a little excessive. <laughs> Luckily, it wasn't canon. Uh, also, unfortunately, because there was a lot of cool things in there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I always forget like how to describe the movies because like Stampede, Gold, and I think Z? the Z and I think Strong World. Maybe not Strong World. That one might not be on the list, but Z Strong for World sure was uh, the the one with the the floaty dude, right? The gold. Yeah, yeah, with uh, with I think uh, that was part type canon because uh, they had like a lot of garb and yeah, um, yeah, they had some preamble episodes uh with Sengoku, right? Sengoku, I, I think believe. I just uh, I'll call him uh, the Afro dude, the Afro dude. R.I.P. Both English and uh and Japanese. Oh, and if we have any like German or Brazilian or Portuguese listeners, uh, first of all, power to you. Don't know why, but power to you. Uh, yeah, they like it. Yeah, they like you like what you like. I know the German one's really popular. I don't know much about the German cast or the French cast or the Portuguese cast. I think those are the three biggest ones for One Piece. I think they haven't done the. Uh, I don't think they've done a Spanish one in a really long time. But uh, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. So straw. So Strong World Z and uh, uh, Gold and Stampede are like a weird spot, I think, of being like canon, but not canon. Like the movies themselves aren't canon, but like. And they say it's not canon, but I really think I, I, just, I, I can't not view it as canon. Some of the things that happen in those movies. Dude, Stampede was such a banger when like all of the fucking uh, plot lines were coming together and you got to see that was all just of a big brawl, though. That was a big brawl. I'm not even talking about that part. I'm talking about the the part where Roger had a dude on his crew that was this strong. Yeah, and, Bullet, uh, and he had Bullet, and that he knew where where the One Piece is because he was with him. But let's but let's be real here. the The grossest that power scaling ever seems to get in this universe is they can like destroy islands, and even then, mm-hmm. even then, I think the most broken thing we've seen is Law cutting that island in half. Whoa, wait, wait. remember remember the the scene in in Punk Hazard. He cut the island in half. I remember the boat. No, remember when he when he cut uh, what's his face that that du- dude who can turn his entire um body into armament hockey. Oh, you're talking about uh yeah 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 you're talking about Vertigo Vertigo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when he slices that dude and you think oh he just sliced him and then they like they zoom out a bit and then they slice the factory and you're like oh that's pretty neat and then he zooms out again and it's the entire island. Oh whoa, right whoa, yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay. Well, he, well, it's okay. You say the island, but he like cut like a mountain in the distance and shit. I mean, like, come on. <laughs> he didn't cut, it's, it's he pretty didn't big. cut like the whole island. I'm not it's saying you're big. wrong, but then we get Zoro out here who literally cuts an entire fucking plateau in half. That is a giant man. His name yeah. is fucking, I forget. Yeah. Whatever that laughing dude's boy name was. <laughs> the, the, the squeaky voice man in, in Dress Russell, right? The, the, the yeah, yeah, dude. yeah. I forget what his name was. Oh, uh, uh, Pell, something P, I think. Uh, not pal, but Pi, uh, Pi, P- P- Pika, 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 Pika. Might be I think Pika. It was, I think it's Pika. I, I want to say Maybe. it's Pika. We don't know the names, but there's too many characters. Sorry if we don't remember any. Dude, I'll, I I got this. No, don't worry. I remember everybody. <laughs> oh, except yeah? for Rose, except for Rosanante. Apparently, I fucked that. Ro- Rosanante, I just remembered was uh was the um he was the guy who looked like uh the Aerosmith singer on Doflamingo's crew. That's Rosanante. You were right. Corazon was Doflamingo's brother. We should probably get on track somewhere in here. We're kind of jumping all over the place. Where are we going? Oh, I, I, I remember. I remember. I asked you. So where, where? Okay. So other than Dress Rosa, what, mm-hmm. what, what do you know? Other than Dress, I know you said that you went to the place with the tree. So you've been to Zoe then. I know everything about the 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 
Yeah, the Zoe, the Zoe Island, they left that. I know everything about the Big Mama stuff and Sanji's backstory. Yeah. Uh, yeah which is, wow. Do, do, you like, do you like the Sanji backstory? I'm curious. What do you do? You mean like as in do I enjoy watching him suffer, or do I enjoy the, the oh. story in general? <laughs> I mean, in general, like do 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 you appreciate the expansion of his character as a whole? It's really good. Yeah, I loved the Sanji expansion. I I was a big. It's unfortunate fan. that the that I didn't enjoy the adaptation of what they did in the in the show. Yeah, you know, I I didn't watch a lot of the whole cake. Uh, anime episodically i only watched like you know some of the fun stuff like luffy versus katakuri uh and even then i watched a lot of like (laughs) fan edits where they cut out some fluff (laughs) on the fucking subreddit and shit i watched uh is a good old brook versus big mom because when i read the manga for anything i can no longer really enjoy the 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 show because i know the story so I'm, i'm just like i'm only there to watch the scenes and if the scenes aren't really done well you you kind of see all the flaws and the, the yeah. movement that usually is and, and things you the things you usually ignore because you're trying to keep up with the story you know i'm a little worried that i'm gonna be like that one day too but because like right now i'm kind of at the point where i haven't watched all of whole cake island episodically i've watched everything episodically through zo and i started doing whole cake for a hot minute but then i kind of fell off the train haven't watched anything other than the sweet fucking scenes in wano uh and i've heard that for the most part Wano's doing really good I've heard a lot of really good things about Wano. I've, I saw the first episode where they changed the art style because... Um, Dude, the new art, art style is fire, though. Because Ryan, Ryan, you know Ryan. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, the, out of all people, the one guy who skipped Skypea, don't, don't, uh, don't at this boy. He, he's, a very, he's a very casual watcher. He just watches like 30 episode chunks here and there. Um, yeah, yeah, He showed me that episode and I was like, wait, what is this? Is this a movie? Is this a special? He's like, no, this is the new arc. This, they changed the art. I was like, whoa. Because it's mm-hmm, the episode mm-hmm. where I believe Zoro like uh, walks up to that place and like almost commits seppuku. Yeah, no, no. What he does is uh, he was no, yeah, he was told he had to commit seppuku because they they captured him because they found uh, the sword that he gets. Uh, I, I'm blanking on the name, the black blade that he gets from the spirit of the warrior dude from Thriller Bark or whatever. They they get it and they're like, this is a national treasure. You're not allowed to have this. And then like the samurai dude who's like clearly just wants to pocket it is like, you must commit seppuku. And then Zoro's like, hmm. Yes, I see. And, <laughs> and then he watches them all. <laughs> he just watches them all with the dagger, with the seppuku knife. <laughs> what a fucking good dude. That's a big Mihawk scene right there. You get those, all these swords, I got this little dagger. I'll beat you. I'll beat every one of you. Dude, could you imagine if fucking, if, if Zoro saw himself do that from back in the Baratier arc? Or you'd just be like, oh my god, I've become a legend. <laughs> I've become a god. I've become a god. <laughs> so you haven't seen the anime past what point pretty much i haven't watched episodically i really didn't even watch episodically in whole cake i'll be honest i mean i watched a lot of whole cake i ain't gonna lie because uh that was when that was like right around the time where i i remember the anime just got to gear forth luffy and i was like very unhappy with like the idea that i was gonna have to wait like 20 episodes to finally beat fucking Doflamingo. i i I saw that (laughs) writing on the wall right i saw that writing on the wall so i think like right after I saw after like right after they uh, showed Gear Four Luffy uh, on the anime, or maybe it was like it was like in preparation of Gear Four. Like I saw like the preview of it, and they were like Gear Fourth, and then I was like, "There's a fourth? Yeah, the first time they showed them wasn't in. It, wait, oh, oh yeah, no, it was Doflamingo, right? Oh, I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking of the scene where he's fighting the uh, the the big trees. Uh, you mean back in Whole Cake? Yeah. 
Oh no, that's like that's like tank mode and shit like that. That's a whole that's a whole other thing. Yeah, that's that's when he just eats a fuckload of the biscuits and then he becomes tank man because he's a fat fuck. Oh, yeah, <laughs> what a legend. No, but I remember the uh, he he was turned like I think I saw the preview for Gear Four and I was like so fucking curious. I'm like, there's a fourth? Hell yeah, dude! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I want I wanted to know so bad what it looked like, so I was like, maybe just a quick peek in the baga, just a quick peek. <laughs> and then, Reading. <laughs> little did i know yeah I, I read i think it didn't even have all the way through zoe at the time i think it had uh the end of dress rosa and then like a couple of chapters into zoe and that was when i started reading episodically and i've been fucking reading it every week ever since this is how it went down you said oh let me look at it huh i'm caught up what <laughs> just like that wait what do you mean how is that possible <laughs> i've read 40 I, chapters <laughs> I I remember too, dude, because I was like, it's Zoe. I think I officially was episodic when um, Sanji and Co. arrived and all the minks were like, yeah, we just got done with a war. We're all fucking dying and poisoned. And then Sanji's like yelling at at Caesar or something. You fucking idiot. Shut the hell up. Chopper, save these people, please. (laughs) And Chopper's like, you know, I asked me twice, fam. And then uh, and then they were doing that whole thing. And I remember when the uh, I, I had so many feels when uh, Rizo ended up being alive the whole time. And I saw the big panel mm-hmm. of them being like, dude, he's here. He's alive. And they're all like, what? You all died for this. And he was fucking here the whole time. Uh, yeah, I, I was pretty much hooked at that point. I remember it was like, well, it was like within like five weeks of me like do- being episodic. And I was like, I think I might put this back down and wait for the anime to catch up or whatever. Get back on the train. But then I remember I watched that or I read that chapter where they all go. Rizo is safe and the amount of emotions I felt on that fucking chapter that was huge for me they've been fighting back and forth for like years and then the the, the, the goons come in and, and then they continue to fight and everything's like going chaotic and as soon as the, the 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 samurais come in everybody goes hold up hold up truce truce and then they like bow to him dude dude I loved that chapter that one that one really did uh that one it comes did a out of nowhere. like they just they just like go up to him and go we've been waiting for you for over 40 generations or whatever I know right I remember like the the straw hats were all like oh dude we gotta we gotta make sure these guys don't come up here because they might cause like massive panic or massive yep. anger and shit like that and then I I was like flabbergasted it was such a good little bit that they did with that narrative and I, pretty much that was the chapter where I was like you know I think I might keep reading this I don't know I'm gonna keep up on this. <laughs> I, I, I think the enemy can wait a bit I can I, I'll just watch the anime later no and then and now I'm in the at the point where uh I'm probably just going to wait for the dub to slowly catch up. I'll be on that train till I die. They're finally on Punk Hazard. Fucking my boys. They're getting there. One day they'll be on Dressrosa, which, I, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of not excited about because they're probably not going to want to go through that arc nearly as much as I'm uh, going right. to want to so watch let's it. Let's actually talk about the arcs I don't think we might enjoy. I think Dressrosa would be one. I the best part about Dressrosa is that it sets up for a lot of endgame stuff. And I actually really liked the toy thing. The toy thing was like really fucking creative to me. Like ha- to have somebody on the team where that could like make you turn into a toy or whatever, and then like you're just completely forgotten out of their life. That is terrifying. That is. That is like but the, I think the best part about that is that you get preserved. So yes. eventually, no matter what, you will come back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because uh the little girl can't be young forever uh but there's there's things behind that right there's like theories out there that pre- present themselves that some of these characters stay young forever yeah i think uh i know that what what's her name of the of the supernovas 
Fucking everyone everyone wants to know about that bitch. The, Although, yeah, the he, chick who was always eaten. Yeah, you might not even know. Uh so she's like has like a very uh personal relationship with Kuma somehow. We're not actually sure how. Oh. Yeah, that, I I've read theories that she's she's like being used or something or she has the knowledge of preserving people's uh life expectancy. Uh-huh. And that's uh-huh. the reason why some of these other characters have been around for like generations. Dude, facts. We got, we got Kareha out. Well, you know what my theory is about Kareha, though? I think that she has been given the uh, eternal life surgery from whoever the previous owner of that heart heart fruit was or whatever the fuck it's called. Or the, mm. the what what do you call it? The, the op-op fruit. Is that the one Law has? Yeah, that's Law's fruit. It, it, it actually, when I first, it's O-P-O-P in both English and Japanese, and it's just op as in like operation. So op-op. Makes sense. The the fact that he can use that to, to teleport himself around <laughs> that that fruit is so fucking broken. I I I love it, but I hate it, dude. <laughs> like they ch- the Oda chooses when he's tired and when he's not tired. Like I need him to get out of here. All right, quick teleport, and then he, and then like a little line. Oh, that's so exhausting. I can't keep doing that. And then he does it again. <laughs> and then he just does it again. <laughs> it's so good though. Yeah, that's that thing. Uh, I think another arc that they really wouldn't uh, vibe with is probably. The fish, the fish, fish island. I think you're. I mean, you're right. Fish island and Dressrosa are probably the hardest arcs to to get through. I mean, fish island, fish man island. Sorry, fish man island. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically in the manga, it really wasn't that bad. But oh my god, they padded the shit out of it, and then the animation takes a huge downturn in a lot of places. I mean, the the return to Sabaody was super hype, and that was super fun, but it was mostly because they actually had decent pacing, and they didn't, like, nix on their animation, like, right out the gate, but going into Mm -hmm. Fishman Island, like, there there are some pieces that are good, but for the most, I remember there's, like, all these scenes where, like, Zoro looks like he's, like, a fucking stick man with just a bunch of fucking, like, abs or some shit like that. There's another scene where the villain Horty has, like, horrible proportions. I'm not really mad about the the like those things like when they they have to not draw the entire character if they're like small enough yeah 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 you've seen screenshots right like Luffy's like a tiny little stick in like a faraway shot true yeah yeah, yeah. no I'm, I know what I'm you fine mean. with those things what I don't really like is when they pad for time when they don't need to pad for time during fights like yeah the, dude. the 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 big hype scene in that whole uh, whole arc is Luffy taking down like the three hundred thousand men which is hype as hell. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. it's preceded by like a really drawn out war, which I didn't think needed to be war. It was more of a showcase no, of all I, their powers. What, what they did there was because that whole thing was supposed to be like a three second stint where Luffy literally just shows up, uses his conquerors hockey, and then half of them are, are on the ground. And then everyone's like, oh, well, he yeah, he better be that fucking good. Otherwise, <laughs> I'd have to be captain, wouldn't I? Uh, and But like the way the anime did it was they had the whole fucking experience last like 10 minutes of one episode. Then like preceding the episode, they recapped it by about five minutes. Then they continued to refer to it. And then yep. they just did like a stare down for another 10, 15 minutes. And it's just like, oh, my God, dude, just move on with our lives, please. Yeah. So that's the problem when you when you read the manga like that. That all that stuff is amplified by like 50 because you're like, I already know what's going to happen. Please just make it happen. I, I don't want to see Luffy's uh, right. screaming for like 10 minutes and, and then the, what's his face? Hody taking another set of pills. You know, I, I yeah, I've actually been rewatching uh, Punk Hazard again, obviously, since the dub has finally made its way there. 
Uh, and I'm, I've actually been kind of surprised. The pacing isn't horrible, but there's a couple of weird one-off fillers that are coming in and out, I think, from in time. But I, I can't remember if it's actually filler or not. So I'm like, I'm just kind of rolling with it. <laughs> but Whole Cake Island and Dressrosa particularly, they just... They they do not know how to set up tone or set up a good cadence for the whole point series. Because I think Dressrosa, for example, I think they get to a point where it's like two episodes per chapter at like at, at its worst, which is just absolutely ridiculous. That is nonsense. It's hard to take in. But uh, how how do you do it? It it is very difficult to to watch. But what I but what I do think they're gonna like is I think that uh, Christian's gonna love the shit out of Thriller Bark. I just have a good feeling when we meet the spooky the, dude, the spooky boy. What what when the spooky boy comes in here? Uh, I think I think Christian's gonna be all over it. And I, I'm I'm gonna I don't want to hold my breath, but I do think that Devin is actually really going to like Water Seven. I think he's gonna really enjoy the the character of Frankie. Oh, I, oh, I, I know like, he's going to no love Frankie. you don't enjoy Frankie. There's no way someone like Devin doesn't like Frankie. <laughs> he's the one guy who brings in the mechs and the technology. That's why I was like, you know, I was talking with Justin about it. You know, when Devin was talking about his like how the poneglyphs are just going to be Gundams and shit like that. You know, Justin and I were talking. He's like, you know, what's really funny about this is that I don't know how to tell you about Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> who literally makes a Gundam for the Straw Hats, which there's like big theories. It's not going to be the first time we see a mech, though. There is there is a movie that comes way before then that has features a mech. Uh, Which movie has a mech in it? I actually don't remember. It's the seventh movie. So like three movies from now. Okay, three movies from now. Gotcha. I, I Like I've seen all the movies, but, you know, a lot, most of them are like, eh. They're like, like, like they go right over my head. It's called Giant Mecha Soldier. Oh my god, of course it is. <laughs> Just giant mecha soldier. <laughs> but uh, in addition to Frankie, uh, I would guess that Devin's gonna... I think when we finally do get to the the, the war and impel down, uh, I know for a fact that he's going to appreciate the parallels with Hell. Because I, 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 at one point I remember he was like super into God of War and he was super into Dante's Inferno. So I'm really hoping that he'll appreciate, you know, the little nods to, you know, the the Inferno. Here's like literally every level of hell. It's basically just Dante. <laughs> Especially the revisiting of all the, the villains. Yeah, There's dude. There's a lot of villains that, in that whole the whole little impel down bit. Once we get to like the time skip, we'll finally be able to like kind of have a lot more like freedom to like make beams because at that point they'll know all the major jokes, <laughs> all the big mm-hmm. ones where Buggy's gonna be the fucking future king of the pirates and we're fucking Usopp's a god. Well, I guess Dressrosa is when Usopp becomes a true god. Uh, any other characters that they, they might enjoy? Well, they got Robin. We we need to talk about Frankie. We need to talk about Brooke. They don't really have Robin though. Like we don't really have Robin. They don't have Robin. But I, I know that when we get to, when we get through Water Seven, I, I know for a fact that Devin's going to be like, "Huh? Well, this is a little bit of a different turn than I was expecting for this sort of character." <laughs> yeah, let's actually talk about that. Robin, dude, uh, who do you think has the saddest backstory? Uh, personally, I would say if we know everyone. I would say Robin. Well, before you answer that, uh, I'd like you to know that we still don't know where Zora came from. This is hundred percent facts. They've already established that that they're they're no they're like Oda's not afraid of going beyond what we already know. Like bef- even before Sanji was like a cook on the on the ship, he built that out and he expanded upon it. We still don't know where Zora came from. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. I mean, knowing that, 
I, 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 won't, I don't want to have Zoro on the list because we just don't know. But I yeah. would say that the saddest one is Robin. However, I feel like the one that would suck the most, like if, if you were them, I think the one that would suck the most is Brooke by a mile. By a mile. Yeah, Brooks Brooks thing is it it's it hurts a bit more because it's more of a of a longevity. Cause it's like I feel like Brooke had the opportunity to at least like experience a full life before mm-hmm. he had to sub, like submit himself to all of this trauma. But just like imagine for a sec, you literally just wander for 40 fucking years looking for your body as a as a ghost and then you finally find it you merge with it and then some new fuck steals your shadow you can no longer see the daylight and you're stranded in the water for like another four fucking years or whatever the hell it was what a shit show coming off the tail end the tail end mind you of having to come to terms with the fact that he was gonna die alongside all of his friends and never see Laboon again oh watching his crews that dude being the last one singing on on that ship that must have hurt dude absolutely that whole scene that entire like that song itself when they when he starts playing it after the the arc ends and luffy's like hey you want to join my crew that like he starts playing the song <laughs> like there's no way you can't not like to just start bawling and going Jesus. i ball every time dude every i ball time. every time but then but then dude I, I can't decide really like who has this like even though i pose the question like it's a very hard question to answer i mean i I, I feel like the only reason I would say Robin is the saddest is because, like, she's been basically just fucking fighting nonstop since, like, the day she finally left the island, right? F- fighting to survive, fighting to uh, make friends or allies, I guess, fighting to evade the government. Yeah. And she has not had a single respite. They even showed bits of her, like, almost finding, like, a home until the people find out who she is and then they, right. they turn on her. And she, it's just, like, a very heartfelt moment when she, like, She's just basically learning like she can't she can't trust anybody. It's just impossible. Like like she she's had to cope with so much stress and anxiety over like because she's like thirty something years old I think or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, so she she she's had to cope with all of that stress and anxiety at like a nonstop pace for well over a couple of decades. But at least but Brooke, you know, even though that's a horrible thing to happen to him, at least he was like kind of chilling. He guess. lived a life like he lived a full life, and and even then he's he's getting a second chance. Right. So it's kind of hard to think that he's as the but I would I still think that his is the most stressful overall. I wouldn't want to do his. I would rather do Robin's than do his, I think. But I think hers is still sadder. Does that make sense? No, no, no. Yeah, it makes sense. I also I feel like Luffy as weird as it sounds, Luffy has the least saddest one. I don't think that's weird at all. I I would agree that he has He has a tragic he has like tragic moments that happen the the Sabo thing, the Ace bit later on, but even that's not really a backstory. That's more of a no, that's just a character progression. So I feel like I feel like that's just it. Like what's most important about Luffy's backstory is that, you know, he came to this decision, you know, from his uh, experiences with Shanks and there really wasn't a whole lot of trauma other than obviously, you know, fucking nearly dying uh from whatever the fuck blue the the pirate blue something. I I forget what his fucking name was. Uh and one of his cronies back on uh uh Ah, what was that fucking island or that fucking area called in that island? I can't fuck. I know it was like something kingdom and it was like Grey Terminal. Grey Terminal. I remember now. 
So, so when he was in Gray Terminal, I it like nearly died. Like that's like that's harsh. I'm not gonna say it's not, but you know, it's the, not. Yeah, compared to these, some of these other guys, like Chopper being exiled from both sides of the world. Right, that like he knows. You, you've got you've got Nami, you've got Chopper, you've got Sanji, you've got uh, uh, fucking Brooke, Frankie. Like all of them have had like they they've been forced to live with like horrible baggage for their entire lives. <laughs> yeah. Whereas whereas the hardest thing Luffy's had to deal with is the fact that that one time that red-haired guy saved his life and he was like, "Hmm, I'm going to be a pirate now, I think." I feel like what makes Luffy such an interesting and gravitating character, especially after we get to the time skip, is that you get that backstory kind of in full circle. And mm. after Ace's death, I mean, I, I find that as a very powerful moment in the series for not just Luffy, but for the anime as a whole. And I think that it's it kind of helps to ground Luffy to the same level and even playing field as his cohort, so to speak. Right. But but now you have to, like, compare that to Sanji, who li- was literally raised in a cage. No, Sa- Sanji, it, Sanji was way low on the scale until Sanji's backstory came in. And Sanji is easily just below Brook and Robin easily yeah. like he's they, not far <laughs> order really bumped up his sadness <laughs> they, they were like you know what you see you blonde boy i've got an idea for you i'm gonna make you three times as sad and then <laughs> oh, it's like God. you know what was really funny about whole cake island too is i used to love hearing in the subreddit uh that you know only oda could make an anime where we have nazi power rangers fighting uh, a giant witch lady inspired by Hansel and Gretel in fucking Candyland Willy Wonka setting. <laughs> Only this man. Only this man. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. No one can say this show this show isn't uh, creative. No one can say the story is, isn't creative. It's absolutely creative. And then I, I loved like all all these like little subtle nods to like fun things like when Luffy and Katakuri were fighting. It was literally a mirror matchup and they fought in a mirror world. <laughs> just i love dumb shit like that what arcs do you think that they're gonna really enjoy the best you said uh christian would enjoy thriller and we we said water seven was was good for for Devin. yeah i i've got i've got a good feeling about water seven for Devin. i hope i think the first time we see the conqueror's hockey is gonna be like a, a huge moment too well that's that's gonna be i feel like that's gonna be where we're gonna we're gonna split there's gonna be a schism in the team at that point because oh, once- yeah, someone's not gonna enjoy it when we when we get to hockey, boy, oh boy, when we get to hockey, I want to know. I think Devin, I, I'm actually, I, I'm I'm determined to think that Devin's actually going to vibe with it because he's already starting to put the pieces together. We've already, he's already kind of figured out that there's going to have to be like increased power scaling in order to have like anyone, you know, be able to compare to some devil fruit people and whatnot. It's fun realizing how how far back a lot of these roots were placed. Like I didn't like the 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 crocodile bit with the ore around his moves. I straight up did not notice that until he pointed it out yeah dude that was one of my favorite throwbacks yeah i just thought it was like a like a nice little effect on his powers but then i saw it like i actually looked at it and i said wait a minute there is an aura there yeah yeah this man's literally just using his awakened devil fruit the only thing that i always kind of go back to with the alabasta arc is like if crocodile is so good with his fruit that he knows that he's already awakened it what i want to know is how the fuck is this guy so surprised when luffy punches him like ever <laughs> like i know at first he's like oh you have water well that makes sense but i remember like when he used his blood he's like calculating he's like how the fuck did he hit me i would i, I want to imagine that he would be like oh fuck did he figure out how to do the thing can he use the thing now <laughs> i mean now he'd get washed 100 percent. he'd get it washed 
Yeah, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> but uh, I think his real drawback was that he was overconfident. Yeah, I guess that's why. That's that was fair. probably it. And by the time he noticed it, he was already half beat to death. Fucking idiot. That's what you get for being a <laughs> fucking loser. No, actually, and I, I remember, uh, you know, Crocodile is actually the first one to mention Awakens anything because uh, when when they're an impel down, I, I love going back to this. So uh, the Awakening in Dressrosa from Dolph Flamingo, he, he explains it like he's like, yeah, Awakens like a thing you can do with your devil fruit. But Crocodile, like on an offhanded comment, super fucking throwaway uh, when they're an impel down the you know, the do you do you remember the monster goons? The like there was like a koala, a zebra, uh, I think like a rhino and, yeah, a, and yeah, a cow. Yeah. OK, so those fuckers uh, Crocodile mentions on an offhanded comment that they're uh, awakened Zoan types. And they literally never like acknowledge it or report back to it. But he's just like, yeah, oh, yeah, they're awakened Zoans. And then it like cuts to like a different pan, like a different scene. <laughs> and I'm like, bruh, you just wait. What you what awakened Zoans expand on that? How do you know they're awakened Zoans? What are awakened Zoans, my friends? But that's like uh, so I always talked about this with Simi. One of my favorite theories, too, is that uh, now that we know awakened Zoans, at least what four awakened zoans look like uh when they're like you know big beefy animal versions of themselves uh and we know what a paramecia and what a logia awakened looks like i always liked the theory where chopper's uh monster point is his awakened version of his fruit and the only reason he can manifest it without training is specifically because he's made his rumble ball or whatever in order to tap into it that's my that is my personal headcanon and i base that off of nothing but I just wanted to talk about it. Damn it. <laughs> it works. So we've talked about you like you and I have talked about this for years now. Um, which arc do you enjoy the most? Ah, dude, I mean, it, it's the, the the best arc in the series has got to be the the water seven fucking Ennis lobby arc. Yeah. It, I mean, who I'll say it's, this. It's the, like it might be too early to say it, but it's straight up peak. It, it It's the peak. It is. It is the peak. I mean, I'm going to say this. The the first arc I saw where I started caring was actually Skypea, and honestly, I'm gonna, I'm not even lying to you. The only reason I cared when I started watching in Skypea, I, I, I mentioned this on another cast once upon a time, fucking years ago. I was like, yeah, yeah, I remember One Piece. Yeah, that was like that shitty mm-hmm. anime that was on Toonami once upon a time. And uh, I was like, yeah, maybe I'll pick it back up or something after all this time. And I started flipping through. I'm like, yeah, I remember this, remember this, remember this. And I just like stopped partway through Skypea and was like, eh, good enough. But I remember I was gravitated. When I figured out like who the villain was, uh, Enaru in the English dub and the Viz translation, but Enel in the sub, when I figured out that he was the lightning man and that Luffy was the rubber man, I was just playing a game of fucking time. I, wa- I was just waiting for the fucking moment when they finally caught up and then all of this fucking cockiness from Enaru was going to be wasted on Luffy when he tried to hurt him and Luffy would be like... Dude, that that doesn't do anything. I was waiting for for fucking hours. I watched like so many episodes in a row and I finally got to it and it did not disappoint. We had one of the most <laughs> patented fucking Enaru faces. We got Luffy who's just like, uh, what's up? That tickle. <laughs> everyone's just like, what the fuck is going on? Dude, That's Enaru so- is such a broken character. Like, if anybody else would have fought this man, they would have literally lost. Literally, if anybody else ever found this man in the sky <laughs> he would have been a god he would have stayed a god because <laughs> because they also had uh observation hockey right 
Yeah, they had observation hockey. As soon as someone who, who can be as random as Luffy comes by, he goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. Give me a minute here. <laughs> Such a good fucking gag, dude. Because Luffy figures it out. He goes, if I don't know where to hit, that means that you can't dodge it. <laughs> the stupid, stupid, or the baka baka, whatever the fuck it was. God damn it, Luffy. I mean, I'm not even going to say that, like, the entire fight between Luffy and Edaru was, like, fantastic or anything, because there is a little bit of nonsense with, like, chasing him up uh, Giant Jack or whatever with the golden, you know, thing on his arm. But, I mean, I just remember it when I was, when I picked it up and I finally put two and two together, like, wait a minute, this is a, this is an electricity man versus a rubber man. When these two fucking collide, it's going to be hilarious. And sure as shit, when they do finally collide, one of the funniest fucking moments of the entire thing, that cemented my... I, I wanted to see more from the show at that point. So then we finished, I think I finished uh, Skypea, and then I was like, you know, I'm going to rewatch the whole fucking thing, and I've been watching shit like shit ever since. Fan-fucking-tastic. But uh, I'll be honest, I also don't think that Devin or, Chris, or, Devin or Christian are going to care that much for the Skypea arc. I think that... Oh, why not, dude? This, this looks like one of the best arcs out there. I love Skypea, but it is it is an arc that a lot of people don't like. Christian's going to love that backstory. There's no way. I think that there's going to be one character in particular that's going to set Devin off because there's going to be another one of those moments where it's like, oh, a guy died, but he doesn't really die. Uh, Kona's dad. I forget what his they fucking name is. Like, uh, at I this know, point, I'm not but... surprised by it. Like, they even did it right at the beginning where, uh, what's his face, uh, Igram dies. And we all knew he didn't die. Yeah, we all knew he didn't die. I like, mean, that's fair. Like, you see scenes like that, you go, all right, this is the type of show I'm watching. I'm going to set my expectations. So that's why I, I I wasn't I wasn't trying to make a big deal out of the Pell death. Well, the the Pell one the Pell one also kind of got me a lot personally. No, I agree. He should have died like a hundred percent. That man should be dead. I know, I know, I know. But uh, I I I would be curious. I think that they're gonna like the bit between uh Enaru and and Luffy when they do finally collide. I also think that they're gonna vibe with the setting in general, but. The, the the scenes with them raising the ship into the sky, those are some of the best scenes out there. I thought, like, when I was first watching this, I thought, like, the the, 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 the reverse mountain going into the Grand Line was pretty good. And then you get the, the scene with them jumping into Sky Island. It's, like, a million times better. Dude, facts, man. And, like, there's, like, all of this, like, crazy... Because, like, the sky's the limit. Pun intended. The sky's the limit when you're when you go into the clouds and you see a cloud realm because like you can either do it like a Miyazaki thing where you have like castle in the sky and you see like a lost civilization or well I mean they still ended up doing a lost civilization but or you can just be like full on fucking Mario and Luigi where you just have like cloud people and like cloud cities and shit like that. I I I love that shit. The bits where uh, Nami and Usopp are just straight up going, I, I don't want to be here no more. Take <laughs> like, my like, I, I think we need to go back. We need to go back. This is I bad. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't know. <laughs> and, then, and then you remember they're literally in the fucking sky. How do they get back? <laughs> fucking idiots. But uh, so we got what Water 7. Then after Water 7's Thriller Bark, after Thriller Bark, Saba Odi. I'm really looking forward to Saba Odi with the crew. That's a really good one. Because that's the first time we see someone actually go toe-to-toe with a Logia type. Seeing those scenes for the first time where someone's actually punching light, like straight Mm -hmm. up a a light guy, you go, "How? wait, how? How's he doing this? Tell me. And and then they don't really reveal it until they start talking about hockey. And then you go, oh, Jesus, there's a whole other world out there. What's what's obnoxious is like they... uh 
what what do they got? They got Kizaru that they introduced right before Water Seven as the first Logia type that Luffy literally just can't do anything against. Well, okay, maybe not the first. I guess Smoker's technically the first, but I would say that what makes Kizaru different or not Kizaru, uh, ah, ah, Aki, what the fuck is his name? Aokiji, Aokiji. Sorry about that. The Iceman, the Iceman himself, Aokiji as the first Logia type that Luffy can't really do shit against because, uh, I mean. You know, what What sucks about it is that no matter what you do, he's just going to turn to ice and then grow himself back. You know, I, I think that's what makes Smoker, you know, menacing for Luffy at this at that point in the story is that, like, we know he can't really hit him because he just turns himself into smoke. Mm-hmm. But it never it never gets, like, ingrained into the audience because all we ever do is run from him. But yeah. without Kiji, when that scene comes through, he's like he, he's captured Robin. He's basically said, like, I'm going to fucking destroy this bitch. And Luffy's got to try to fight him he's got to figure something out there is no running option here and they even still kind of run away at the end or at least like he lets him get away and uh you wonder to yourself how the fuck are we ever gonna beat up someone like aokiji <laughs> and, then, and then we see and then we see this old ass dude rayleigh going toe-to-toe with these fools dude you see rayleigh come out and literally kick the light man fucking keys out of nowhere guy in this series because he's like the he wears his shorts. He wears his, like this Hawaiian shirt. He's just big chill, mo- a, a dude. But he, <laughs> like, if you give him a reason, he will he will eat you up. Like he will like, kick you out of here. Absolutely, dude. <laughs> He's such a fucking G. He goes from zero to a hundred in a split of a second. No, you know, there's even still like throwbacks even in Wano now. So Luffy actually just recently learned there's like an additional form of uh, armament hockey. Uh, you heard about the part where he like can like see part of the future now with his observation hockey now. Thanks yeah, to that. I, I kind of I'm, I'm iffy on that, but I'll take it. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's that's like a whole thing. He can like see like I don't know how long, like a minute or something into the future with his observation hockey or something now. Uh, and then, but with the armament hockey, there's an expanded thing. So there was like a big deal where. I think both Big Mom and, and Kaido like were unable to be damaged like ever unless you had a certain form of hockey. Which that you had to like, yeah, it basically it's not just putting armament hockey on and then punching. It's also like infusing like the hockey into the blow so that it penetrates your target and like hurts him from the inside. So I saw the scene where he breaks the, the neck brace. Exactly. So it was the same thing basically as like when Rayleigh took the collars off of them back at the, uh, the auction house or whatever. It's all the same shit, which I was like, ah, it's good. Good. We like that. It wasn't just, you know, breaking it with the armament hockey and throwing it. <laughs> I really love the uh, the comparison between Rayleigh and, and Usopp. The comparison between Rayleigh and Usopp. I need an expansion on that one. I need an expansion on that one. He straight up came from nothing. Like, he's just a normal guy, which is what Rayleigh was. Rayleigh was just a normal dude who ended up gaining all his power. Who, who ended up just becoming one of the fucking strongest people in their entire universe because yeah, he's so, a G. So that's why I relate that to Usopp so much because Usopp's just a regular dude who's like slowly getting stronger. Although they don't really get, like do the same powers and like moves and stuff. But no, I get Usopp's, that. Usopp's getting up there. He's he's uh, he's got a little trickles of observation hockey, dude. It, if if anyone ever wants to ask me, you know, who is my favorite straw hat for character progression? We're not there yet, but it's gonna be Usopp. It's a million thousand. There's no thousand, other person. 300 million percent. I fucking love that. Goon. Usopp has the greatest character arc of all time. Although Dude, I don't really. Absolutely. It, I don't really mess too much with post time skip because uh, I don't enjoy the, the way they just leave him on the on the back sometimes. 
Well, and you know, Frankie has that same problem, especially in post-time skip. Frankie and Usopp, I feel like it treated the most dirt out of all of them in post-time skip. Frankie especially. A lot of them do, though. Like, there's like there's so much Luffy content. Like, they sort of leave a lot of the straw hats in the back. They've got so many fucking characters to, like, bring to the front table and shit that it just gets hard. What do you, what do you think uh, their opinion's going to be on Jinbei, out of curiosity? I, I, I that, that could go either way, but I think they'll enjoy it because uh, Devin really likes the whole karate vibe. He likes a guy who uses proper form, uses the osu type things. It's funny because like, you know, when, when they were they were saying like Crocodile's going to join the crew and I was like, you know, <laughs> it's not going to be Crocodile. But what if I told you a warlord does join? <laughs> and it's gonna what be if Hancock. I told you? And it's gonna be Hancock, baby. No, that's just his future fucking wife. That's all. <laughs> let's 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 do a little tangent here. The uh the scene of her in Stampede running down and kicking the dude, probably one of the greatest scenes in One Piece, like hands down. <laughs> and it's just her going, Oh, you've damaged my guy. I I will beat you now. How fucking dare you touch my man? Just just to give context to whoever's whoever cares, I was over in uh, in the place where Jordy and them all live. Not to be disclosed. Yeah, we don't live uh, in the same spot. All right, we're like we're travelers and nomads. Yeah, we're we're nomads. We we ne- we're never around in the same spot. We just so happen to be in the same spot one weekend. And uh, I was like, dudes, the Stampede uh, movie is going to be in theaters this weekend. I want to go fucking see it. Cause, cause I'm the hypest about all these, all these things yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah. And, uh, I, I brought Jordy and I brought Ryan with me and we watched Stampede. It was really good. And I remember I literally, I was sitting next to Jordy when this fucking Hancock scene was going crazy. Music's going wild, fucking animation, super smooth. And I could just literally like hear Jordy over on the side going like, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I was going, Oh my God. <laughs> this is brilliant. This is fucking amazing. We don't get that. We don't get that a lot. Like just like that entire movie was an action scene. But dude, you're gonna love some of the 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 bits that I've seen in Wano recently. Fucking, there's the three big ones that I did some research before the cast. I don't really care if I say the animators' names or not. But uh, there's three big ones where Luffy's dueling against Kaido for a little bit. That's honestly over the course of like four episodes I that I realized. And well, it's over the course of like four episodes, and they're all pretty fucking good and smooth. Uh, I was looking specifically for the one where he fucking punch, punches him over the noggin on top, but I couldn't find it. And I saw one where you see Kaido like breathing fire on the castle or something in the distance. Still good. And uh, the other two specifically recently was the Zoro one that I think you have seen. The one with because uh, everyone and their mothers was posting that one when it came out. That's some good shit. And then uh, there was a Sanji one too that I that I have uh when he was fighting Page 1 or Page 1, whatever the fuck however you pronounce that. And uh that was really fucking good. So I mean, uh, Wano's popping off. I'm just saying Wano's <laughs> popping off no, right I'm now. I'm sure. I'm sure. I've seen art. I've seen art. Um we were talking about Jinbei. Uh I think I think they'll enjoy Jinbei, but I, you know what they really enjoy and when I would this is uh this is another like top moment for me is the the whole uh, koala backstory. Oh yeah, the um the backstory of Sabo's friend Koala. Yeah. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. Probably like if you had to put like saddest character, she'd be up there. So, fun fact about that about that girl, what's so fucking funny is so when I was watching Angel Beats, I have this there was this really stupid thing that I did. I watched it probably 3 or 4 times, right? Before I finally realized that the kick... Uh, spoilers for Angel Beats, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I watched it three or four fucking times. I shit you not. Just because I liked the music and the plot was fine. Uh, before I finally realized that the reason why... Uh, whatever her name is. Uh, 
the the silver hair girl talks about uh thank you for loving me or giving me your heart or whatever to the guy was because when he died he don't his donator heart yeah. was literally the heart that saved her life the first time and she went to heaven because she was so unsatisfied she never got to say sorry or thank you or whatever and i was like oh my god that's brilliant i it was, love uh, it it was their it was their version of purgatory but uh i remember i watched it three or four times and that, and that was my friend uh uh james was like dude you just got that how fucking slow are you and i was like bro i don't know but i'm sad again and uh i remember when i saw koala or uh the first time i never clicked when i watched it the second time never clicked it didn't click until i watched fishman island in the dub recently not recently being like two two years ago two years ago give or take uh where i was like oh my god that's koala dude <laughs> you are a whole fool dude i, I know man i know man i it, it never clicked for me ever that it was like the same koala or whatever but oh my god dude yeah she is clearly just a broken fucking child that's gonna be like the one shining spot out of uh fishman island i think I'm i really do she hope isn't that... broken dude they, like the, the character she grew up to be is way too spirited well i mean I, hey man people deal with their demons in their own way man no i know gotta... i get that but it's like if they would have never had that backstory and then showed me it later i'd be like oh my god i need to hug this girl <laughs> i need to hug this girl man <laughs> no between uh the fishman island arc or between that and the fishman island arc and then like you know the whole plot element of just like racism as a whole and yeah, you know that... what they do with the celestial dragons i really hope that that will help to carry the weight of the unfortunate truth where the anime takes a bit of a dive during Fishman Island. It it's it feels like it brought it back for Punk Hazard. No, yeah, the 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 story elements of the of the discrimination and the the, the backstory of Jinbei and Arlong really brought that whole arc to like a really high point. It's it's literally unskippable because of that. I mean, honestly, I I would say and I mean, this is why I, I, I mean, everyone always says that the manga is better. And these are the reasons why it's because the plot and the story is very cohesive and it does make you think when you, you know, when you care to think, I guess. Uh, and it's always it's always palatable, like in a very easy and like kid friendly way. But, you know, a lot of the times the anime just gets a hold of it and they're just like, eh, let's just make this one element last five fucking thousand years or something so that we can pad for time. It's a product of long-running shonen, and it. Luckily, you know the fucking the the series as a whole still is constantly super fun. Uh, Wano's being super hype. Whole Cake Island, even though it was still kind of faulted, was still a lot of fun. I I loved my bony boy getting his fucking days. My bony boy, <laughs> that goddamn Brook dude. What do you personally look forward to watching? Just getting through Water Seven, honestly. When they can finally <laughs> see when we. No, no, no. I'm serious. The episode where Luffy and and uh, and Usopp duel is like it it, I, it it is if it's not my number one favorite episode, it's only beaten by like maybe the episode where Zoro and uh, Kuma decide that he's gonna take all of Luffy's pain or something. Like it's fucking up there for me. The it, that changed everything i knew about usopp as a throwaway comic relief character it really it really like you watch that scene with usopp and luffy and then you go back to the beginning it really gives usopp a whole different view which is why i was i was trying to like tell you not to like defend him too much because first time around you are not going to see usopp as this character you think he is no i know right and you know what it it, it always broke me as like a per i just loved the episode where they're like fighting and 
you know, it, it, sub or dub, it doesn't matter. The the camera work, the direction for that scene where they're in the Mary and they're just like arguing and Luffy comes like, you know, this close to saying like, well, why don't you just get off the fucking ship before Sanji like cut cuts him off or whatever. The way that they just like, I don't know, give the perspective from Usopp and they all look like they're fucking gods above them or whatever. And like the way that they're all like in this like very tight knit area and that they still managed to give you this sense of like distance between them i don't know there was there was just brilliant direction in those few episodes and especially the fight between luffy and usopp i've never personally had more of a uh what's the word i've never felt more like usopp than i ever have in those particular episodes because he deals with the same kind of trauma and stress and anxiety that i think i deal with in real life that's why he's my spirit animal just constantly wanting to run away no, I mean it's not it's not running away. It's it's like I remember I I really vibed with the way he saw that scene where it's or the way he saw or heard Luffy's words where it was like, you know, he sees the Mary as more than just a ship and he he's he sees himself in what they're doing with the ship. He's he sees that well if the Mary's not good enough for this crew, well then what the fuck means that I'm good enough mm. for this crew? Like this is this is what I this is the only thing I'm here for. Like I came with the ship. If they get rid of the ship, I mean, what what do I even need to be here yeah, for? Yeah, cuz like, he's he's been repairing it this whole time. Right. Like that like in his, you know, probably very limited minded view, he might even see himself as like this is the only reason I'm even on this this crew anymore at the rate we're going cuz this is like the only good thing I'm or this is the only useful thing I'm good for. And you know, he it, like that that demon just keeps weighing on him more and more and more. And I mean, that's what they were arguing about before, you know, Luffy finally said, "Well, then why don't you just get the fuck off?" And you know, Usopp finally comes to he's like, "I now he's been it's it's come it's come out everything yeah. that he's been fearing is is exactly what's happened so you know and then Usopp you know trying to be the best man he can be is just like well then fine I'm out that's that's the way it is I don't know the personal self-doubt is something I can always vibe with that's that's just me personally and I like seeing his uh metamorphosis into into the the good strong independent boy we all know and he's still a best bro what a guy what about you what are you uh what are you most looking forward to for the cast the thing I kind of look forward to is uh actually just the movie which movie goddamn z oh the z i'm still more of a gold guy i get that but i i I personally really enjoy z i'm like from from like the beginning all the way to the end i probably rewatched that movie like once once every three months or something have you listened to the dub out of curiosity you know they they actually do dub uh they 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 dub uh aokiji's song uh, mm-hmm. that he sings at the end which is fucking fire in both versions i don't know if it's like a like a primal thing where you just see a bunch of like dudes fighting for honor and, and like your inner inner self just goes man this, this is what i live for this is why i was born this is why i was bored <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's really nice and i i love the marine shit because i've always loved the marine side of things in one piece and dude, i feel like marine that's something side. We, we, we barely even talked about that dude i can't wait till we see some marine side of things I I I really want marine like story. I want like if they ever like do a, a side thing, I want to see Kobe's side of stuff. Like he's training, he's out there destroying pirates, and then in, in the newspaper he keeps hearing of uh, Luffy's exploits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those, like I feel like that'd be so interesting to do. And the the thing I love most about Z is that it feels like a real film. If that makes sense, for sure. Like a lot of these anime movies, they usually like they feel like anime but like a, a longer like a higher production anime episode 
but for some reason i get more of a film vibe with z like from the beginning we we just like if if this was like just a random one-off this this would be like a really good thing outside of like some some story elements like uh yeah right and uh like some of these characters that you don't really know who they are until they pop in later on in the series but like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the, the the camera work because the, the way they place everything, all of it. I just love all of the, of the things. And then the fight sequences, dude, you know them. Yeah, I mean, the fight, the fight sequences in Z are fucking top-notch. That's for They're fucking great. sure. We get, we get, not only do we get some top-tier Sanji plays, dude, Zoro actually gets a real fight. Against somebody who doesn't even have swords, by the way, which is like the real kicker. And she holds her own, that, that character. Yeah, she does. They have one specific scene that I, I kind of I really want to break down, but it's really hard to do in an audio form. Here, uh-huh. but there's a scene where um all the marines are trying to fight z himself and uh i, I, I can like describe it scene by scene one of them one of them uses arm man hockey like he just empowers himself and he goes i'm gonna i'm like that thing they do where they like put their arms to the side and they you can feel the aura coming out of them yeah yeah, yeah. And you know what z does he just punches him straight in the gut and the guy goes and just drops <laughs> But but they do a wide shot of that fight and like all of all the choreography, you can see it. You can see all the work that went into like seeing the movement and all that shit. And I, I love it. No. And then the best part about Z, too, is that even in addition to all that choreography is you just get like all of this, like, you know, all these Marines are like, you know, they respect Z because he used to be like a major commander. Yep. He used to like he teach a lot that's, of them. That's the best part. Is that this is like watching a bunch of children fight their father? Yes, sir. And, and then th- by the end of it, they're all like, they all have to, they they have to kill him because they're that is what they were trained to do to kill the bad guy, and the bad guy ended up being the guy who trained them. And then they're all just sitting there like with this, <laughs> his anime scene shadows in their eyes with tears coming down, and they're singing <laughs> with the tears coming down, dude. <laughs> How the mighty have fallen. They kill them. They kill him. Like he doesn't die. Like uh. Like he doesn't get shot down or anything. Like the last scene of him is straight up going, I can I can do this all day and he just and then they do like a, a freeze cut and then it just straight to his his grave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. I, I, nah, I really you're right. enjoy no, that. No, that's film. that's some cinematic shit. No, you ain't wrong. I like that shit a lot. It's really good. Like I, I think I saw that in theaters, I believe, and I was just I was bawling by the end of that. Like they start singing and I was like, Ah please, I'm with friends. <laughs> I'm with friends. <laughs> <laughs> No, dude, when we do finally get to it's it's a shame that we only get to start really delving into the Marines after Skypea. We're going to we have one more arc before we're finally going to start looking at some Marines, which is hilarious because we're going to be 200 episodes into this shit and still not really know the Marines. <laughs> I think we get a little bit of backstory. Look, we're going to meet Kuma and Doflamingo really soon. I think that they're going to get introduced uh, in like a one off scene just before they start the Skypea events. And then, but then, and we're also going to see a little bit of Navy HQ, and I think we're going to meet the elders or something like that. But beyond that, we're going to meet uh, Aokiji uh, right before Water 7. And then we're finally going to get to like Eni's Lobby, and we're going to get CP0. We're going to finally realize that the Navy is like a force to be reckoned with, and they're not going to be all fucking throwaway fucking fodder and shit like that. <laughs> oh, man, it's going to be so good. I think the, 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 the back to the power scaling. The one thing that the, they do the best, like this is the part where I agree with you. The best thing that they do in the power scaling for this show is that Luffy does not get a power up until Water 7. Yeah, agreed. And then when the first time he goes second gear, everyone and their mothers, which is like just, just putting their hands up in the air and going, what is this? What is, what this? is this? A power up? 
Oda, you can do this? You can just do this? This is a thing now? <laughs> and then we got fucking Saji who can just magically make fire appear on his legs. <laughs> yeah, he can do that because he, he those boots are made of the super no, material. No, Oda said it, uh, in an SBS that he can he can summon fire because of the, the his burning heart. I'm not even kidding. That's That was his justification. That was his justification. What a fucking guy. I love it. He's like, you know what? I'm going to have the seven powers like from the CP9 guys, but then on the side, I'm just going to make it so that anyone can use fire now just because I feel like it. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> fucking good. But uh, yeah, and then eventually Luffy just becomes a, a guy like uh, Ichigo. He's just a little bit of everything. Yeah, he he does kind of gather a little bit. Well, well, Gear 4 is kind of, it's a double-edged sword. It gives him the ability to have like monster power for like other people in the grand line but it also is annoying because like you you pretty much just kind of get a get out of jail free card in terms of writing for your character because like when he wrote gear fourth the original bounce man that we have is like his base form but then he also implements tank man which is like he doesn't he's not very fast or he's not very Mm -hmm. uh uh smart but he's like got a lot of defense uh, or he doesn't have a lot of offense and he's not very speedy but he's got a lot of defense and then he's got snake man which he used against katakuri where he doesn't really have any defense but he has crazy speed and really good offense and then basically it's going to a point where he can turn gear forth into whatever grab bag of you know utility he needs in order to beat the enemy which i mean it can be fun to a degree i do think that it's going to be really cool when he turns into uh i I, my personal headcanon is that he'll eventually have tiger man and then it'll be a tiger versus Kaido, who's a dragon, so that he can have the full effect of tigers versus that classic. That's my personal headcanon. But, uh, and I mean, like, I, I don't know, because gear, second gear is super hype. Third gear was also like a really fun idea. I don't know if it warranted an entire gear like second gear did, but I love the idea. I love the drawback, but I, I feel like they, he should have kept the, 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 the thing where he becomes tiny after he uses it. Well, well, the, the the deal is, is that he got so used to using it that it didn't really come with that drawback. But then, like, and then and then they tried to do that with Gear Fourth, though, where like instead of being tiny, he like literally could not move if he was in Gear Fourth for too long. And now they're starting to throw that one out the door slowly but surely, where he can just kind of go into Gear Fourth whenever he wants. I really enjoy the anytime he's tiny, like when whenever <laughs> the he tiny. did the thing and, and then it becomes tiny, and it, it's like watching baby Luffy fight people. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is a really good gag, though. <laughs> What's his face? The the, the 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 let's talk about upgrades. Let's talk about character upgrades. And the probably my most the, my favorite one is the Skywalk. The Skywalk, dude. They're blue walk for Sanji. Sanji's gets blue walk. Well, well, it's it's fantastic because at the very least, it's not like completely out of left field because they had already established that you know they they have the six powers, seven powers. I think it's six they do powers that in, actually in Skypea too. They establish it from there. Right, that like people can just fucking fly, like get over it. Yeah, so they 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 give it to, and I love out the way they explain that he learns how to do it. He's just fucking running from all terrified that he runs into the air. He doesn't want to be, he doesn't want to be a cross dresser. He doesn't want to be a fucking a drag queen so bad that he literally learns to run on air. (laughs) What a coon! I love that explanation. I don't even care. And uh, and then a lot of people don't really care for what was the other upgrade that Sanji got when he when he can now turn into uh, 
stealth black or whatever it's called from uh, from that. his family. Yeah, so he so he gets like uh his whole family are Power Rangers basically, Nazi Power Rangers, mind you. Uh where they believe in like cloning and you know perfect human beings and powers and shit like that but they also have scientific affi- or, uh, nonsense where that like enhance their abilities and whatnot and they made one for Sanji even though he was like you know the black sheep and funny enough they gave him the black colored one because <laughs> he is the black sheep and uh, and he's also black leg ha ha it's all full circle and basically giving him the or extra speed and he can go invisible which fun fact? Does anyone remember what his favorite fruit was that he was looking for back when he was in Thriller Park? He so he gets become invisible. He he's got what he wants, man. We all he's know got, why. We don't need to say why. We know why. Yeah, we know why. We all know why. <laughs> Yo, dude, I'm right. There. I'm, I feel you, bro. But uh, no, no, no. Yeah, so he can go invisible. He's got like super extra speed or whatever. A lot of people in the community were like super upset about it too. Like they were like, dude, this is such a cop out. Like, I want to see him actually like progress as a character, not just like get a free that is a upgrade. Progression, though. Like, no one's gonna talk about how Usopp's using all these like plants, right? That's where I'm like, at. That's the same process. It's like the fact that he gets plants that like do all these magical things. It's, it's the same step as in Sanji getting this this suit to help for him sure. Fight better. And, and and I think the part where because at first he was like, no, nah, I'm gonna use this garbage. That's from my family. And then like Usopp and Luffy are like, no, dude, please. Like, what if this is really fucking cool? What if you look really <laughs> cool? <laughs> like, think you could be a Power Ranger. How are you not psyched <laughs> about this? <laughs> you got these fucking idiots. And then uh, I, I love the idea that you know Sanji can like fucking accept his past and move forward with it, and then just like toss it to Frankie and be like, hey, Frankie. So I got this thing from my family. Can you at least like put us on brand for a straw hat or something at the very least? I might as well use it, right? <laughs> and then Frankie will be like, bruh, I got you. As your resident engineer, I will fuck with this thing. <laughs> you want nipple lasers? I'll give you nipple lasers. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if later on Frankie has like different like versions of it, but not like a full suit, like small parts of it. Like you get a helmet, you get some gloves, here's some boots if you want them. No, that that's what I'm waiting for. I'm I'm genuinely hoping that at some point in the story they like either Usopp or Frankie like come together and work with Sanji on the suit to be like, hey, bro, like we know you don't really love it, but we can at least, you know, make it straw hatized. And then and then you get and then you get Sanji who's like, you know, I don't know if I love that idea, but eh, fuck it. Do something with it, I guess. <laughs> if, if it helps and then you see like a fucking like straw hat on the cape or something like that like there are ways to make it sweet and i don't think it's a cop out at all i feel like no, it, there's it, no it, way. It, it's a callback to his his upbringing and his family it's no different from nami's thing too the the, the staff that she uses oh, she, how about how about the part where she literally just now owns the fucking cloud from big yeah, mom she or does. whatever she, she owns a cloud how is this the what <laughs> No one's mad about this. Well, I think to be fair, uh, recently, recently, Big Mom took it back, and I don't oh. know if she got it back yet. No, very, very recently, Big Mom I really took it enjoyed, back. I really enjoyed that fact that the, she owns a cloud. <laughs> that she owns the cloud. I really love that tidbit. Like, you look at Nami beginning a series. You like, you can own a cloud. Have you? Did you ever see that panel where she uh, captures the cloud for the first yeah, yeah, time? I saw it. That's great. <laughs> She's like, hey, little fucking boy, you belong to me now. And then you just see the cloud face going like, I need oh, an no. adult. <laughs> I'm in danger. I'm in danger. <laughs> so fucking good, dude. And, and no one bitches about Zoro when he gets a brand new fucking sword is all I'm saying. Because he had to, he did return the Black Blade, by the way. He 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 let the people of Wano keep it. And now he has, uh, do you know anything about that Odin guy from Wano? 
Uh, you've told me about him. Okay, so Odin is uh, Momonosuke's dad, and he's like one of, like there was like a big plot line about him and Kaido or whatever in the past. But um, he was a two sword style user, um, and one of the two swords that he used got inherited by uh, Momonosuke's sister, who's a character in the uh, Wano arc. But she gave the sword to Zoro and was like, hey, if you give us the national treasured sword, I will let you have my father's old sword. And then Zoro was like, huh, you drive a hard bargain. Deal. I'll take it. <laughs> you, you're telling me you want to take the cursed sword away? Sure. To be fair, I don't think the black one was cursed. Oh, which one was the cursed one then? Uh, that's the Katetsu. Which he oh. still does have. Oh, but that's another funny thing. The the semi-upgraded version of the Kitetsu was used by Luffy for a hot minute, and I don't even know where the fuck it went. Because <laughs> there's three of them. The, the big one we haven't seen yet, but I'm pretty sure is owned by one of the elders on the Navy. The, uh, the third level is what Zoro has, and the second level was introduced right at the start of Wano, and Luffy stole it and started using it for a hot minute. And now I don't know what happened to it. But he never took that sword back, so it's out there somewhere. <laughs> uh, a question, because I, I haven't seen anything about it. Has Zoro opened his eye yet? What's up with his eye? Uh, it's, it's still, still to nothing? be determined. Still mystery? No, no, no one fucking knows. I, I, don't, don't open up that can of worms, man. You got all these people out here who are like, dude, it's the showering god. Dude, it's the fucking renegade. You, got, you think I'm not stop. saying that, too? You think I'm not just one of those people? stop, please. Nonsense. Fucking nonsense. Right, right, right. What are your theories on that eye? I think the theory is that if he opens that eye, he, he his observation hockey activates to the max, but he can only use it for a certain amount of time. This, this is my theory. There was a really good cartoon that I saw one time on the subreddit. A really good explanation. What happened was... Zoro was showing Mihawk, or I'm sorry, Mihawk was showing Zoro how to use uh, like armament hockey or observation hockey or one of the two. And when when Zoro was uh, was was practicing, all that happened was Zoro was like, "Yo, hey Mihawk, can I use your little knife really quick?" And Mihawk was like, sure. And he took the little knife and he tried to stab himself in the eye and he failed to use Armin, or he failed to put Armament Hockey on his eye and was like, huh, I guess I didn't do shit. it right. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he he, uh, he wanted to master observation so bad that he didn't want to focus on two eyes. So he took out one eye. <laughs> no, no, way stupider than that. It was literally, it was literally Zoro just like, I can stop this with Armament Hockey. Stab. And he was no, like, huh, I think, I I think this it. is that's his uh, that's his super saying. He's waiting for the right moment to use it because I don't think he's been near death yet. Right. He hasn't been like a near death situation yet. The, the closest. I mean, he, he was in pre time skip a lot, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, in, a in, in, the, in a lot, he dude, gets a his lot. Ass beat. Jesus <laughs> he Christ. Gets his ass beat, dude. But uh, no, in New World, he hasn't been challenged by anyone really yet, which is which is like good and bad because like it's good because it still gives like the audience the like. Uh, like the ability to believe that he can keep up with like the heavy hitters mm-hmm. of like you know the enemies and whatnot, but it's kind of bad because then you start to like wonder if there's even any reason to really believe in the strength of the enemy or whatever until you get to like the baddest ones possible or whatever. It's it's good to see your character struggle a little bit here and there. It does struggle, but not, not as much as you would you would think nah, you n- would. New, new world zoro is like fucking he's constantly going through going up on bitches being like you all suck i'm better than you <laughs> like not a single one does he take seriously my god uh what are, what are the upgrades do we have we have uh what what did robin get i forget she just got like 
more knowledgeable, right? Like she just got I mean, more experience. When, when, what, what? When she came back after the time skip, all all she could do was uh, she could now make like instead of like a million hands that are hand sized, she can now make a giant hand and a giant leg come which out is, of places. Which is badass in some of these fight scenes. Which is pretty fucking good. I mean, that's like a pretty useful change. But I mean, other than that, like she hasn't gotten like upgrades or anything like that recently. Not that she's I know. She's got of. connections. Is what she's got. She's got connections to that Revolution Army. And I don't think uh, Chopper hasn't gotten anything new other than no, just he's, being. He got the uh, yeah the ability to transform without the Rumble. Yep, he can transform into all of his modes without the Rumble Ball. He can turn into the Monster Point with the Rumble Rumble you Ball. You can't say he didn't get anything. All right, we got we got Kung Fu Chopper. We got Kung Fu. Ch- shut up! I fucking hate Kung Fu. What, Chopper. You hate can, I, can I say? Can I say this? Old Chopper designs so much better no, than no, I new agree. Chopper his, designs. His old, his old character was... I liked old Chopper better, but but little Kung Fu Chopper, I can dig it. <laughs> you like Kung Fu Chopper? I love it. I don't... I don't... I, I won't say I hate it. Chopper's just straight up a pet now. Like, the, the joke went too far. The the It just kept going and, and spiraling until it, it couldn't go any further or whatever. And, I mean, I'm not saying that I don't understand why they changed his hat to the hat plus a bonnet on top or whatever, but it it feels like they're throwing away a really good memory of Hero Look by covering the hat up with the yeah. bonnet, all right? It makes me sad. <laughs> I get it. I get what they're doing. He's a doctor. He's wearing a doctor's bonnet. But fuck, man, I want to see the fucking hat. Uh, Usab got swole. Good, uh, good moment when he came in, finally after the time skip, and you see his abs. No, I was just going to say, he comes back, fucking swole as shit, got a brand new arsenal of, like, BB stuff or whatever, plant-related shit from the island. But he, I don't think he's gotten anything new in New World. Uh, so I think the only ones who have gotten, like, new stuff is probably Nami, Sanji, and Luffy, for the most part. Oh, and Zoro. Yeah. Uh, I like the, the, the small little tidbits of um, everyone now having observation hockey for some reason. Well, hold on. I don't think all of them do, though. I don't think Robin, Frankie, Nami. I, I was just making the joke because now like six of them do. Okay, yeah. Well, like, it was right, definitely we got Sanji's proven now that he can do it. Uh, oh yeah, so... no, no. San- Sanji's had it. In fact, I would say that Sanji's observation hockey is probably the best next to Luffy's, if anything. And and then Zoro has small bits of it, even in the where we are in the cast right now, where he's a, he's pretty much seen bits of it. Yeah, no, I mean, he wants to give all of the major characters like these little power. Like, I mean, even in what's it called in uh, in Punk Hazard, they reference it. Sanji does have observation hockey. Uh, and Zoro does too, but Zoro has very prominent armament hockey and Sanji does, or he does have armament hockey, but he doesn't have it quite as good as Zoro does. Uh, and then Usopp eventually learns observation hockey when he's in dress Rosa having to like shoot that pellet for sugar or whatever. It really comes out of nowhere too. Like he's like, what is this? What am I seeing? How do, how do I like see everything? <laughs> I can see sound. I can see the sounds, dude. No, that's like what happened with Kobe. You remember when he wakes up after the war oh, or yeah. whatever? And he's like fucking freaking out. And he's like, dude, I can hear everything. I can hear the blinks. <laughs> and then the guy's just like, oh, no, you're just starting to figure out hockey, you fucking idiot. <laughs> he's like, hockey, I've been here for 40 years. You've never described to me this power that you people know. <laughs> Kobe's like, I've been a main character for 500 episodes. And then you got the doctor being like, slow down, buddy. The the, the doctor goes, I've got some bad news for you, boy. You're nowhere near the main character. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. You get one scene every 400 episodes and maybe a movie. And maybe a movie if you're fucking lucky. (laughs) Anyway, 
uh, I think let's wrap this up with uh, picking our favorite openings and endings. If you want to do that. Uh, I would love to do that. Um, I'm going to say this. Uh, we actually are at my favorite opening. The current one? Really? Correct. Well, okay. Let me, let me, let me put a caveat here. I would say that my absolute favorite period is the one is the last opening right before the time skip but this opening is my like sleeper favorite because this one and the next one are the last openings that funimation did in dub and i love the dub opening for this particular op i love it so fucking much it sounds perfect i would replicate it if i was musically talented on anything (laughs) other than vocals it is so much fucking fun i love when my fucking anime music is translated i'm sorry people i hope that's cool i'd like translated anime music damn it that's all you by the way i I prefer the japanese but i'm glad you enjoy it it's pretty fire i'm a big fan so i would say that i guess as a as a whole package no, no no the one just before the time skip is probably my favorite like objectively but this is like this this one hits the one that we're on right now hits me on like a spiritual level either way that is the the one you're talking about is the 14th one right I think it's 14 or something. It's like, uh, it's, I, I know it's like, dun, 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 it's a uh, fight together. Dun, dun. Yeah, yeah, fight together. You got it. That's it. It's pretty good because it has the, like, the really slow part where it shows everybody. Like, after watching this shit for like maybe 10 years or something, watching an opening like that it really, it really helps you remember where everything came from. No, dude, I, I cry like a little bitch every time I listen to fight together. I don't even In care. In the pre streaming world, that, that's a really big thing. But now that we can, like, just, grab a scene whenever we want it just kind of takes away the the charm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then in terms of ed we're actually probably we're pretty close i would say that um yeah i think it's gonna be the next one it's the robin ed i would say that's probably my favorite ed mm, nah bro i'm I'm, a, I'm an og guy like we've already passed the best one in my opinion oh what was yours what was the it? original one <laughs> the original ed <laughs> the very first one <laughs> No, there's a there's another one that's really fucking good. Um, the Robin ED is really good, and then the one that comes up, I think it's like the one right after that, where it's like kind of like a little hip hop thing, where it's uh, where it kind of like pans over all of their like costumes or something over the course mm. of the last few arcs or whatever. That one's pretty good. I like that one a lot. Um, and then the only other one I can recall that I like a lot is actually the one we just passed, or the one we're on. I can't. I think it's the one we're on. There's there's like a an ED where you see all of the major straw hats and they're just like big chilling in like a random ass fucking town in the middle of fucking nowhere like as all of like the set pieces. I really enjoyed the uh the one before that one, the one with Vivi in the desert. Yeah, 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 yeah. That I was know a what you're talking one. about. Yeah, no, I I mean the the one that I think we're either on or we just passed, I can't remember. It's like I don't think the song is necessarily like that great. That's why I don't really want to put it on the list, I guess. But there's something that I like I really gravitate towards, like just seeing all of the straw hats like just big chilling in like a random ass town. Every single like main panel they use is like easily wallpaper like esque, in my opinion. I would totally have any one of them be like my background on my desktop or something like that. Super fun. Super chill. I'm personally partial to uh, the first opening, the fight together one, and the hype hypest one outside of the original is the, the the first one they do after the time skip yeah we go we go is really fucking good the opening snare just gets you like that shit starts up you're like oh my god it's starting mm-hmm. get the yeah, popcorn dude. mom you know funny enough I, I i don't really think any of the newest ones can hold a candle to most of the older ones yeah i i i've 
uh, I have had friends show me the the newer ones, and I, I don't really like. Maybe it's just because I'm not watching it. I don't sense the hype. Yeah, the close the closest one that I that I thought was like a banger outside of We Go was probably the there was another one that sung by the same band that did Fight Together. Uh, it was one of the ones in Whole Cake Island. That one was really good. I like that one a lot. Uh, it was called Hope. Hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah, that one a lot. Number twenty. Hope was good. So there you go. There's my OP. There's my AD. Speaking of music, I just want to give a big shout out to, uh, but uh, the the composers. Oh, the two main composers. I've googled it. I've researched it. I half ass researched it. All right, don't don't at me. <laughs> proud of you. Proud of you. Proud of you. And in all the like the artist section, like composer section, they have the name Kohei Tanaka. Uh, he's done work for Dragon Ball and G Gundam. Good, good, good stuff right there. And uh, the second guy who's also worked alongside that guy is Shiro Hamaguchi. And he's done he's done work for like multiple Final Fantasy games. And he's also done work for that show I recommended, Chirobako. And it's really nice to to finally know their names. <laughs> it's it's good to finally be able to respect the guys that I've been ingesting for <laughs> content all these years. <laughs> ingesting the, the my music content is on so iconic. Years. No one can watch this show and go, eh, the music's all right. That is, that is impossible. One Piece has some of the best scores, honestly, in, in any, not just shonen, but in most anime, I would argue. From day one, we, we mentioned this in that podcast where we, sh- we don't really talk about much. The music's been a banger since day one. Facts. From Absolute the very first facts. episode, the music just comes in and you go, what, am, what is this? Who made this? It's, it's a beat. It, it's, it's catching. Uh, it's catchy. I, I there's there's really nothing to complain about and everything's so memorable like i i can hear a one piece tune and i'll know immediately that it's from one piece yep. guaranteed and I, I really love how they don't waste uh soundtracks that they make so i don't know if you know this but a lot of the songs you hear at the end like the recent anime a majority of that stuff was actually made for the first movie of one piece so like if you're really looking for a, a collection you have to look at both the series uh, original soundtracks and the movie soundtracks, as well as the specials, because they use they use the Django song for the the episode that we watched <laughs> oh last time. Oh my god, they, they use the Django song. <laughs> I think, yeah, but uh, you know, shout out to the music. Absolutely, no, I mean it's. I would say that you know uh, Naruto comes a, a very close second in terms of like you know just sheer scope and being as rem- as memorable as One Piece, but. I feel like the reason why Naruto is so memorable is because like it needs kind of a gimmick. It's like that weird sort of like new wave rock mixed with like old style Japanese ninja sound, which is fantastic. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But there's something very, I guess, normal about the One Piece music that's really easy to listen to. It doesn't have it doesn't need a gimmick to get the listener to be interested in the sound. I don't know. Maybe I'm just rambling. Maybe I'm just talking nonsense. It might be rambling. The 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 orchestral sounds that that guy puts together really really meld well with the theme. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's everything, right? We're, we can end this. Thank you for joining us on this ride. I love this series. Uh, hopefully, we can continue to do it. Hopefully, Dylan never quits. No, I think I think if, uh, Dylan's definitely going to stick around. You're the first person I would expect to quit. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. You don't know that. You don't I'm know I'm kidding. already having contact with. Uh, some Naruto guys that want to make a podcast. Oh my god. Was that what we're doing now? We're changing the Naruto rebrand. We. <laughs> oh shit, that's right. Yeah, you're gonna leave us here. Fucking don't worry. Well, we got the Dylan. As long as we get the Dylan, we're good. <laughs> oh shit. Now I'm taking Dylan Dil- with me. <laughs> no, fuck you. Dylan's on contract. Fuck you. <laughs> All right. We're out of here.
Thank you for listening. And I hope you all have a good one.